time and I heard that that was ugly. Came from a bitch who nigga wanna fuck on. Said my face bump, ass tight, racks back on shack height, jury on me flashlight. I've been listening last night, hit him with that good club, make a nigga act right. Broke boys don't deserve no pussy. I know that's right. Big bag pussy, not the belly band, take a What is happening? If it's up, then it's stuck, goddammit. I missed y'all, man. Ooh, how y'all doing? Hey, I, I had to come and give, you know, a few minutes to something that was on my mind. It's crazy. So we do this thing, right? Um... We, you know, we do this thing like, you know how, uh, you know, you see somebody, an influencer or somebody online say, yeah, people have been asking me what I think about this topic. And, you know what I'm saying? I just think, you know, it, 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 it ain't nobody ask you what you thought about this shit. Even though somebody has sent me this thing several times, you know. Nigga, I'm all in the comments. <laughs> But essentially, like what I'm doing now is is a version of that. But I just have a podcast and I do these type of things, you know. So, um, hi. I first of all hope hope y'all doing okay. Um, uh, let's see. It's been a while, a couple of months. Yeah, you know, life been lifing, man. Hope y'all sticking through it. I mean, I know y'all sticking through it, man. You know. Um, but anyway, and we get into other shit. Hey, yo, we got a a, a great um episode of uh, the uh what's your favorite song where we where we went through um the top 50 R&B songs from the early 2000s, the early aughts between 2000 and 2009. Uh part 1. Uh part 2 will be this Monday. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? If you rock with that time period, if you rock with the R&B from that music, uh, I'm sorry, the R&B music from that era, uh, check it out. It's fun. Got my homeboy, Sean, my homegirl, Kristen. Uh, we go in, man. We we go in. It's pretty It's pretty fun, pretty entertaining. Um, So I'm going to just get right to the proceedings this evening. Man, <clears throat> my back feel like it's... I'm about to act up next couple last last few days. I'm like, oh no. So how about this? We're gonna get right to the proceedings this evening. Um Ebony K. Williams, um, one of those real housewives. Um and not just that, she's an attorney, you know, personality. Um, you know. And some other things. And, um, you know, she's been on, uh, she's been in the news lately. Oh, oh, oh I know y'all been licking y'all chops. Uh, not waiting for me, but just, you know what I'm saying? If you've seen the story, I know y'all been at it. And, and, you know, listen, man, we ain't a monolith. We we got different opinions about this. So uh, I'm just going to play something. Uh, I'm going to play the original um situation. I'm going to get in and get out tonight. I ain't going to be before you long. Oh, that you said that you cannot teach a man or tell a man how to be a man. So I will not ask you to indict men in this question. But I do want you to speak, Ayanla, to how women need to, uh, I don't know, position ourselves so that we can be in our divinity, so we can have our crowns right, how we can create and not build when some of us, quite frankly, feel that the men that are available to us, and I'm talking about across the color spectrum, huh. across the age spectrum, trust me, I've done them all, um, they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes. They're not having the resources, and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership. Would you date a bus driver? Hmm. You. Would you date If he bus? owns the bus. If he owns no. it, if he owns the bus, See, that's, a that's a problem. That's a problem okay. because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. 
I'm not talking about that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver if he was, if he loved driving the bus, if he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well, I would date a bus driver. Know that you said that you cannot teach a man. So the issue there, um, and that was Iyanla Van Zant. <laughs> Shout out to April. <laughs> um, and Ebony Williams, Ebony K. Williams. So this is the problem with that. A lot of people start that conversation at uh, the bus driver question or even her response to it. But that part it's it has to start before there what ebony k williams was doing it was a thinly veiled throwing under the bus of black men she tried to she tried to mask it by saying and trust me i've been you know across the spectrum and she was just engaged to a white man who chose to Um, shelter in place, if you will, with his children instead of her. And she broke, you know, she broke it up. And and just a little context, she also said um, that if she had to be a housewife, that she wouldn't give not $5 toward the bills or toward a mortgage. She said not $1. She said, not $5, not even $1 toward. And go look it up. Just look up Ebony K. Williams' mortgage. I wouldn't give $5, whatever. Um, just, just for a little context, right? Um, and perhaps my context might need context, but you you'll see. Go look at it. But you get a, you know, you get a gist of what I'm what I'm saying. Um, so Ebony, Ebony K. Williams. What she was doing was throwing men under the bus. But, I, you know, it's safe to say she was throwing black men under the bus. And in the infinite, endless, elderly black woman wisdom, right? Ayanla Van Zant heard where she was going heard her say all oh, these niggas can't provide they can't protect they ain't got the money they ain't making the salaries they can't do none of that right so what she was really doing was talking about the people she's come in contact with okay that couldn't fulfill her 39 year old you know list and and the reason the reason uh, you know qualifications the reason i say 39 i bring up her age for a reason i bring up her age because man or woman if you if you can't look inside and see that oh i'm not married by 39 i'm not married by you know this age if you can't understand that you are the common denominator in all of your failed relationships. And listen, all relationships fail until you get married, right? And even some of those do. But what I'm saying is what she's doing is pointing outward as the reason that she can't get a man or that some of her friends who think like she does may even be the same age can't get a man. But what about your friends that do have them? Do you think they just got lucky? Right? And a lot of this stuff is chance and all this other kind of stuff. But the other side of this relationship, man, woman, marriage thing is accountability. And looking inward and being self-aware. And if you can't be self-aware enough to realize 
that, oh, wait, I'm pointing outward when I really should be pointing inward, then we got a problem. So Ayanla, Ayanla saw that. She saw what was going on. She read right through it. <laughs> and she saw that she was trying to throw me. She saw the, the table she was trying to set for herself is Ayanla. How is it? This is the real question that Ebony was answering, asking. How is it that I can stay? Um, how is it that I can justifiably look for a man who makes the amount of money that I want him to make? Who fits my criteria? That's really what she was asking Ayanla. So Ayanla said, baby, let me ask you this question. Would you date a bus driver? You see, that's when that has to come in. That don't come in. It doesn't come in at the question. It doesn't come in even at Ebony's answer to the question. It came in when Ebony was trying to throw men under the bus without realizing that she has an issue. Right? And Ayanla saw right through it. I'm saying she sliced through it like a hot knife and butt through butter. And she cut through all the weeds and said, baby, would you date a bus driver? And of course we know Ebony's response was if he owned the bus. And there's been much, uh, you know, a lot made about that, but it was really like, again, I'm looking for a dude who makes the amount of money that I make. So I can keep my lifestyle. But the problem there is while you get to talk about all the guys who aren't um, making the cut and all these guys and the problem of all these guys, nobody gets to ask you your selection process. Right? We don't get to ask you your selection process. How do you choose? What does your list look like? And the problem is, oftentimes, people aren't putting integrity, like the things that make a marriage work and, and last and make two people stay together. People aren't putting, it's like, listen, if I say, yo, yeah, I'm ready to date, okay? But she got to have a fat ass. Her breast got to, she got to have big, like her breast got to be big. They got to be a C cup perfect C cup. She got to have a flat stomach. You know what I'm saying? She got to have long hair down to her butt. You know what I mean? Her style got to be impeccable. She can't have no pimples. I don't want no cellulite on her butt. She got to look great in a swimsuit. Like the more I go on and on, and I'm exaggerating a little bit, even though, you know, some dudes really think like that. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm shrinking the pool little by little. And then when I when I go around saying, man, man, these women ain't, no, nah, man, they don't really provide, man. They don't provide the thing that I'm looking for, man. It's like, man, why I can't find one? Well, it's like, nigga, look at your list. But nobody gets to question the selection process of somebody who speaks like this. And I see a lot of people in the comments that say, oh, black women are the only ones that's, that's, that's uh, that's called to accept lower and to settle. What the f what? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because if you look at the numbers, gentle people, and go correct me, don't believe me when I say this, 17% of the country makes 100,000 and up. 17% of the country. I'm sorry, 17% of men make 100,000 and up, okay? 8% of women make 100,000 and up. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, what you're doing is pricing yourself out of 
like love you like I listen. Let's say I made two hundred thousand dollars a year, right? Well, let's say it. I went from, you know, whatever. Let's say I went from seventy thousand straight to two hundred thousand a year, right? And now I'm doing what I want to do, or I make whatever, you know, entrepreneur, a job, whatever. I would absolutely hate. I'm terrified of thinking that the woman that I'm with wouldn't have been with me when I was at 70. Or 60. For like, you know what I mean? I just I I would I would it would absolutely I couldn't look at you seriously. To think that I couldn't have been with you a day before I had it. Because I'm the same dude. But again, it seems like people are not holding integrity up there. And it feels like, and I'm not on ah, this black women problem, this and that. I'm, I'm not, that's not what I'm on. I'm talking about this specific situation and anybody who thinks like that. So this is what she goes on to say a little later. thousand plus comments posted on social i only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position and recognizing that i am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men when i said what i said but see no some of y'all see that's just a lie like this is political jargon that's her trying to backpedal. And it's like, yo. Anyway, I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it play. Too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable gold diggers and much worse. Now I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. No, I will not create a soft place for you or anybody that I love to fall comfortably into the bigotry of low expectations. <laughs> so I'm going to say one more time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with driving a bus. My mother Gloria drove one for years. But could it be that Black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. And in this case, it takes the form of conditioning Black Americans to happily accept being a permanent American underclass. But see, because I know the truth about Black folk in America, no, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. So now she takes it, you know, the original comments come out. The comment section is filled with actually kind of both sides, right? But she's lambasted, right? People are talking, people are talking. So it, it was enough so that, you know, it made her come and, and kind of give a rebuttal, which is what you just heard. But it's like, wait, what? Listen, man, is it young girl lost? Is it black girl lost or shorty owe you for ice? Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? Like, which one is it? it, it, is, it is it bus drivers are, are great and honorable jobs? Or are bus drivers mediocre and average? <laughs> People who made C's and D's in school. Are they your mom or are they like, so what your mom did was good. Like, which one is it? I don't understand. And now, wait, and now it's, <laughs> and now it's, now it's white supreme. Now it's racial. So let me get this straight. 
a bus driver is an honorable position. But it's too... Because it can't be nothing's wrong with it. And everything's wrong with it. Like it can't be. It, like it feels like she's talking out of both sides of her um, of her mouth. And listen, it's not a you know, you know, it's not a woman bashing thing. You got to say that because if you if you talk too, you know, you talk too much, um, you know, about it, it, it can kind of feel like a, a pile on, but. I think what's going on here is it's it's a pushback because this is my thing. You always know somebody about to say some bullshit when they say this is my thing. Either stand on it, Ebony, right, and either stand on it or come out and like apologize because all of this backpedaling and, and explaining and. It's it's racism and it's white supremacy and it's people who make C's and D's, you know. And if you drive a bus, you're mediocre and average and it's not good enough for you. It, like, it's word soup. It's word salad is what it is. And the back and forth is really hard to, is it's hard to watch because it's like, hell, what do you actually believe? That's what you believe? Stay there. Stay there, baby. Um, I'll play you one more thing. Uh, she went on the Breakfast Club on yet another. Can now she's on tour, <laughs> trying to explain the fact that Ayanna Vanzant, an older um, black woman full of wisdom kind of saw through what she was trying to say and uh you know asked her this question so now ebony k williams is on the breakfast club on her yet her second stop her third well her second stop and her and envy kind of get into it check it out let's not skip a beat so I would love to know how you envy know what I'm looking for. Because we never don't. had the conversation. I don't so, know. Like, like, you just I'm telling you what it. people are saying on comments what I've right. read, and I'm and, and I'm talking for them. I'm not a bus driver. I am I'm oh, speaking I for, the, for the average person out there because I feel for them because the bus drivers and the average person are what keeps these lights on here on the Breakfast Club. Right. They keep me they keep me booking envy, shows. Nobody they is saying okay, first of all, this is not about you booking shows. I'm telling you how I feel. So when you shit on the people that no, first of all, envy, you're dead ass wrong for framing it as me shitting on them. You don't think I'm on them? I know it. First of all, I know it wasn't. I, I think what you're saying how right you now is irresponsible. I think what you're saying you is irresponsible. Envy, I, think, I think what you are framing right now no. in this moment is highly irresponsible. How? Because we're, I'm going to, if you listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Because if you were to listen to all of the full Yana interview, mm -hmm. the full sidebar, the full episode of Holding Court, nowhere in any of that commentary did I say, oh, did not skip, let's not skip a beat. Mm -hmm. negative word about the working class of black America, of America broadly, or black men. I'm going to get to true. why was my fiance. Envy, let me finish this statement. You know I'm going to get to I'm just because but you didn't I don't mean deal to hurt somebody. Feelings. This First because of all, you didn't mean I don't to affect deal. somebody doesn't mean you didn't hurt a community. I, I can say anything about feelings. somebody and be like, I didn't mean to hurt you. But if you hurt I don't people, deal you hurt in people, feelings. Feel, if people feel a way about you, they feel a way about you because those people that you talked about are the people that buy your books, that listen to this show, and they're hurt. You can sit here and say, no, I didn't hurt nobody. You hurt people out there that buy your books and follow you and support you. You asked me but to be quiet. Y'all, please, y'all asked me to be quiet. I listened to your full statement. I understand you and have a feeling about it. Minutes and I just spoke for 60 seconds. Negative word about the work. To talk to I know, but I'm just saying, I just spoke We got ours off already. I'm just returning what you say. Don't act like I didn't let her speak. She spoke for 22 minutes. So, Envy, this is where we're different. My primary focus and goal when I do what I do in the world is not to, to protect feelings. I'm going to be <laughs> candid with you. I understand it's clear from the energy that there is an emotional attack that you felt was on black men. That's an attack. And black America. 
here to talk to him. Right. <laughs> so so is it, it you know, and she's spiraling now. I mean, I yeah. That's tough, man. She's spiraling now. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't put down black men? That like that's what Ayanla spoke of, but that's why she asked you the question. Cause she saw where you was going. She saw what you had already done. So is it that you don't put down, you didn't put down working class or black men, or is it that you don't deal in feelings? Or that it's not your goal to to be soft or take it easy on people. Like what, what like what is it? And and for all of you know Envy's um foibles, you know, at the mic up there and the questions that he asked sometime where you'd be like, Envy, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, he was he was he was clear. His clarity was amazing here, you know? And he just kind of went in in a way that, you know, all of us were thinking that, lady, those average, regular A, B, you know, C, D students, bus drivers, they buy your books. <laughs> you speak to them every day. So now you're speaking down to them. And this is a perfect example of how we all, every last one of us on this earth, need to know, need to, needs to learn how to just say, you know what, I was wrong. Or be like, hey, the way I said that, it came out wrong, but I really didn't feel like that. We, cause, cause we heard what you said, you know, we heard what she said. So, um, <clears throat> you know, um, Mark Lamont Hill, um, Mark Lamont Hill shot her a little bail, <clears throat> but he started it out saying, um, what we all thought, you know, he had like a little smile on his face cause they both work on the grill, their colleagues, whatever. And uh, and plus he's an you know he's an ultra feminist too right so he he couldn't he couldn't do what I'm doing here just because that's not his his thing his brand um, I'm not saying that that's a, a a play for him I'm just saying that's really how he feels and you know you, you, sometimes you just got to stick you got to be on brand you got to stay on brand um, and then Angela Rye oh. Angela Ross, she didn't quite ether the young lady because she didn't mention her name. She just said people out here like to say A, B, and C when when it's really yada 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 woo out your band. She went through a whole whole thing talking about yeah, some people out sometime at attorneys as attorneys we kind of talk straightforward in a way that kind of makes people miss out. Like she went, you know, she went through she went through it. She went through the whole thing, but essentially. She was kind of sunning Ebony K. Williams, not in a what's beef type of way, but it was just like, hey, young lady, check this out. What you're doing, you you fucking up. And again, she didn't mention her name. Angela Rye didn't mention her name or anything like that. She just, you know, she just said, um, you know, you know, she just kind of went um, went in on the topic. And talked about people in her family that were, you know, uh, both sides that entrepreneurs, but hard workers, you know, and um, man, it's just fascinating to look in the comments, man, and see, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, well, y'all, you know, y'all making that girl explain. I said, no, he ain't making her explain nothing. She's explaining. She could have said it and been gone with it. Now, it still would have sounded like some bullshit, right? The truth is, once you put yourself in, listen, man, if you want to be kept. So this is my issue on the other side of that. If you want to be a kept person, a kept woman, I get it. But understand what come with that on the other side. You know? Nigga who make a lot of money, got a lot of options. You know? Be right back.
All right. So I was just saying that, you know, imagine a guy who has to face that, um, the attitude and obviously not every woman, not even most women have that attitude, but I will tell you this though. I started asking women almost 20 years ago, this simple question. I said, let's say you were dating a guy. Let's say it was a guy. You liked him. He liked you. Everything was going well. Um, but he was a teacher and made 50,000 bucks a year. But he loved what he did and he was good at it. He's financially responsible. He's all that. What, 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 like, would you date him? And when I tell you, even some of the most, the, the women who I, I, I just knew were the most, not that this answer, I was going to say level-headed, but that's, that's the wrong phrase. But the women who I just really looked at and thought, oh, no, I, I wouldn't get this answer out of you, just almost unanimously was just like, oh, well, what else does he do? <sighs> Is he trying? Hey, this is 20 years ago. This is 16, 17, 18 years ago. Well, what else does he do? What, is he trying to be a principal? Well, is he like, what else does he, is he, you know, is he doing real estate on the side? And I wonder, was that just the, like, what, what was that? Right. Is that just a woman's need to be taken care of? You know? Or is that a, a, a woman's, you know, longing for stability? But if you got it, then what should the issue be? And I feel like we can't talk about that a lot. I mean, I, you know, there was a scene in uh, the Cosby show. Remember that scene in the Cosby show where um, Cliff was in a book club with Claire and some of her girls, right? And remember Esipatha Murkison, the lady from um, Law and Order, like the detective, the, the sergeant from Law and Order, she was in the episode. And there was a part where Cliff said, um, he was like, yeah, I think, I feel like, it, like it was his turn to explain what he was saying. He was like, I feel like women have this need to be rescued. And then they, everybody in, in the room perked up. And it wasn't that it wasn't true. <laughs> and obviously it's, it's, it's fictitious, but it was like, I, it wasn't that it wasn't true. It's just that some things in society, um, you just can't say. And you're better off not saying it because the way it's going to be taken, right? And you're better off not bringing it up at all. Like if another woman brings it up, you can, you know, expound, you know, you can expand on the thought, but you, you know what I mean? And I, and, and, and also I want, so I wonder this, but I asked that, I'll just say this. I asked that question. And 70% of the women asked what else. And keep in mind, the, at the time, these weren't even women who were making 50000 at the time. Some of, well, some of them were, some of them weren't. And I just remember being like, what is that? Because part of this is, is I'll blame the patriarchy, right? You know, I think what puts a woman in that place is that they're used to men. It, it's like sometimes women rail against the patriarchy, but sometimes they are, you know, 
I'm not going to say complicit or complicit, but, but the word that I want to use here is sometimes they just participate in it, right? Because they benefit from it. And all these years, I mean, when you consider that a woman wasn't allowed to get a credit card until 1974, think about that. Exactly. Shit sound crazy, don't it? Right. Um, you know, we talk about grandmama, granddaddy staying together and this and that. What well, where was grandmama going to go? With two, three kids. Where was she going to go? Just nowhere. <clears throat> right back in that kitchen to cook. And have another baby next year. You see what I'm saying? So I think the conditioning, you know, that comes with that. And then all of a sudden women have it, but they're used to men having it. Right? Or they're used to the perception of men having it. Maybe their father had it, you know. And considering the fact that women still get paid less than men for the same job. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you look at it, and then you got a woman who has it now. And I'm not saying all, all women think this way, but. You know, then you add in, you know, Instagram, social media culture. Everybody's trying. Like, you know what I mean? People feel like they're entitled to having. Sometimes women feel like they're entitled to having, you know, a dude who makes the same or more as them. And a lot of people say, oh, well, why can't she have somebody that that is uh, they use this term equally yoked? Nigga, that is the most loosely used term in existence. Because nobody worried about it being equally yoked when the dude made the most money. Nobody. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. A dude is expected to change a woman's life, you know, in that way. Even now, right? And a lot of that may be because women, you know, have the kids and, you know, and that's a life-altering situation. So to be able to chill at the crib, well, not to chill at the crib, that's terrible, but to be able to be a housewife or homemaker is, um, you know, it takes a certain amount, you know, depending on where you, where you live. So I understand that. And, and then that juxtaposed with the idea of a man staying home is kind of like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I can understand how that giving the history for some women can look at it like, wait, what? But once you start getting to the numbers, man, the numbers just aren't in your favor and you're in your, you know, for to be demanding a dude making six figures, you know, I, I mean, I know women who, have married a dude not making six figures, you know? She was well over six figures. It happens. Now, whether there was some swallowing of the pride, I don't know. But he doesn't feel like she ever pushes it in his face, right? So... So she probably didn't feel like she had to swallow that. You know, she probably was just looking for a motherfucker to treat her right. <laughs> and voila. And to think that is, and I think there's a, uh, and this is what Ayanla was touching into. I think there is a broken messaging system when, when we think that the money makes you unequally yoked. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking about, you know, somebody who's only used to hood shit. 
and who don't even want to, you know, you know, only want scrambled eggs, don't want to try fried eggs, like, you know what I mean? Don't want to try anything other than the, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a person who goes to the movies, who goes, like, you know, who has a regular life. Who, who travels, you know? That's, I, you know, it's wild, man. It's wild to think of, man. It's, it's but I think a lot of it comes from the way, um, you know, women have been held down over the years. And now the signals are, the messaging is, is being crossed, man, between men and women. So anyway, I just thought, um, I feel like I forgot to say something. There was something else I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, man. Interesting to see this whole situation um, pop up. You know, wanted to say something about it. Heard a lot of people talking about it, you know, but um, unfortunately, man, when you put yourself up for money like that, when I put yourself up for money, that's when you, when you make money the, the leading factor, um, and listen, man, humans, we want what we want. I ain't gonna lie to you. I had to check myself recently. <clears throat> um, you know, as far as getting back out there and dating, right? And I'm swiping, or you know, if I see some women on the street or whatever, you know, I'd be on hinge looking, <laughs> I'd be lurking. <laughs> And so when I think of the concept of seeing a woman that I think is pretty and I read her profile and it's like, oh, okay, I, I, I like that. But then the idea of holding out for something better is, and not that I was doing that, but I I guess I kind of was not really holding out for something better, but you know, you keep swiping. And again, I'm not quite ready right now, but still that idea of holding out for something better. Right. I'm not talking about somebody who has qualities that you don't rock with, right. That you don't F with. Ah, she smokes. Right. Smoke cigarettes. Or she doesn't want kids. I'm not talking about any deal breakers. I'm talking about somebody who has, right, who has pretty much the attributes that you would go for. You're attracted to her and, you know, and then thinking and then having the thought like, hmm, wonder what else I can get out here. That is fucking us up. So I had a moment where I was like, damn, did I really just... Did I really do that? So anyway, I'm looking inward too. So I only bring that up to say, like, I understand we want what we want. Right? I mean, it's the reason why we can't lose the weight. It's the reason why we can't finish the book. It's the reason we can't start writing the book. It's the reason we can't follow through on the business plan because we want the comfort. We want the food. And it's hard not to want it. Like the discipline, like, you know what I mean? So I get it. I understand a woman who makes 100, 150, you know, wanting somebody else who makes it as well. I understand the sentiment. But the problem is if you're holding out for that, hmm. anyway, I just feel like if you're holding out for that, Somebody say, you sound like a broke nigga. 
I say, ain't that a bitch? Um, yeah, man. I would just, man, I would just never want to be with somebody. I would never want to find out that I was with someone who wouldn't have been with me before. You know? Anyway. That is about it. Um, yeah, right a strike happened in Hollywood for the, you know, um, I had an audition. I had an audition for a McDonald's commercial. I had an audition for AT&T commercial yesterday. Um, one, man, it's only a numbers game. I'm going to get one of them. Word to April, I'm going to get one of them. Um, and this year, too. Matter of fact, I'm going to get two of them before this year is over with. Mark my words. Two commercials, damn it. And um, I booked a movie for July, uh, June. June, it shoots June and July. Um, although I won't be there that entire time. And um, so I'm excited about that. Um, man, yeah, man, that's, that's it. I mean, still writing and, and well, I brought up the writer's strike because it doesn't affect the commercials, but you know, all the other shit's about to go. And hopefully your favorite show that you're, that you are watching has already finished production. Otherwise. It's a wrap. They ain't finishing the season. Um, you know, everywhere I go in LA, um, it's Sony, Netflix, um, Fox, um, around the city. They are picketing. And uh, good for them because the issue that's happening, what's happening is back in the day, like if you see a rerun of the Cosby show or any show that you love played on television, right? I I still get you know, a check from a TV show I did 10 years ago, right? So everybody involved with a project, every time it's sold, every time it's played on television, on television, somebody, it's safe to say, is getting a check, right? Um, depending on how, how old the show is. Now, with since everybody was trying to catch up to Netflix and, you know, the streaming wars has been happening in the last five, six, seven, nine years, um, or really the last five years. Everybody's trying to catch up to Netflix. Everyone has their own streaming services. There was no way to qualify or quantify the views on uh, online. Like how many times do I watch Martin? on HBO Max or Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? Or Different World or The Office. Um, so there's no way to really so. What the writers are saying is, hey, we used to be able to get, um, have a living in this. And now y'all kind of trying to turn this into like a gig economy type situation. So they're fighting for the ability to still get residuals on the streaming shows too. Because what, what they do with the streaming shows, it's like, oh, we got this. And they're trying to, you know, like if they want to softly, you know, uh, put up a show, they'll say, all right, we'll give you a minute. So each show that you watch on television has a, a, a writer's room, right? Which they have a showrunner and then they have like, uh, you know, six, seven, eight, nine writers in a room. And that's how they come up with ideas, you know. But now they're, they're like, okay, we're going to give you, you know, maybe two or three writers so we don't have to pay all this money. And then once we say yes to the show, we'll just let you write most of the show. And yo, that's a lot of work. So it's putting on one person what's usually done by eight, nine, 10, 11 people. Right. So that's what's going on now. So all the writers, writers, you know, you, 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 you talk shows at night, they take writers and all of this, you know. So last one they had was in 2007. It lasted 100 days. And since um, the 
the networks and the studios are increasingly um, um, ran by bean pushers, right? People who want to or have to promise a higher uh, stock price to their board. So the creative shit falls by the wayside. So they can care less about a writer. And with this new chat GBT shit happening, they're saying, hey, you also got to make sure you're not about to let them take our our jobs. And uh, because I don't care what you say, a, a robot can't write like a human being, but, you know, they're going to try. So. Anyway, y'all, stuff feels really uncertain in the world right now with jobs and money. Um, I would say go learn, you know, maybe save some. Go learn something, education, and, um, you know, try to keep it moving that way, you know. Get you something in Mexico, Costa Rica, Ghana. Because <laughs> the, more, the more shit happens the more i'm like man do i really need to be over there <clears throat> somewhere not in america but um but yeah man so anyway uh we lasted a pretty good deal um again hope you all enjoyed the show today uh thank thank all of you for for checking me out uh i show i show appreciate you and again if you are one of the ones who checked on me uh who called me, who who sent me a text, showed me love, sent me an inbox, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I Man, I sure appreciate it. I appreciate you. I really do. I really do. Um, tough time, man, uh, with the passing of, of, uh, of April. Um, but, um, but, you know, you know, a lot of y'all held me down and I appreciate all your uh words okay so um i'm gonna get on out of here man and um you know we're gonna um anyway i'm gonna get on out of here until next time until the next big event um (laughs) you know what i mean waiting on that diddy and jd versus oh my god um so anyway in the meantime check out what's your favorite song podcast and uh yeah until then go